Situationships, what they are, and five signs you're in one. The word relationship has never really been enough for us, has it? We need a whole fleet of ships to understand our associations with other people. Those definitions help us create expectations, construct boundaries, and set goals. Sometimes, things just sort of happen. We become romantically or sexually involved with someone without any labels or formalities. Situationship isn't a word you'll find in the dictionary, but it's hard to avoid in popular culture. So what is it exactly? A situationship is a romantic or sexual relationship that hasn't been Situationships are characterized by a lack of obligation or exclusivity, but the real hallmark is a lack of clear boundaries or labels. There are elements of friendship and romance, but they exist without defining the relationship. So essentially, you have many of the benefits of a traditional relationship without having to make a commitment. As you can imagine, this kind of attachment has upsides and downsides. Situationships may allow you to feel the sense of connection you'd experience in a standard issue relationship and the independence that comes with being single. On the other hand, if you're not clear on the nature of your involvement, it can't progress. And the ambiguity of situationships can take a toll on your mental health. Our brains really like clarity. They gravitate to black and white, so this gray area can be very hard to process and may even create anxiety. The other pitfall of a situationship is that it's difficult to maintain emotionally. It's very hard to stay unattached. It can feel like you're skimming the surface of a relationship and the ambiguity can consume a lot of energy. That difficulty is a byproduct of how our brains work. We're human, and when we're intimate with someone, our brains release a hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin is powerful stuff. It stimulates sexual arousal, ejaculation, contractions during pregnancy, parent-infant recognition and bonding, even lactation. Oxytocin also facilitates behaviors you might not expect, like trust. This stuff is no joke and it doesn't really care if love's on your agenda or not. It's hard to override hormones like oxytocin with the logic that we're not attached to someone. Because they're undefined by definition, so which situationships can vary a lot from person to person and relationship to relationship. Some situationships are healthy and some not so much. A few examples of situationships are that one person you meet up with whenever they happen to be in town for work, the post-breakup rebound that you've been seeing for two months but can't imagine committing to, at least not right now, the special someone you're having a passionate love affair with over spring break and will never speak to again once school starts, that one devastatingly attractive individual you call every once in a while for sex, your go-to plus one 
for coupley events whom you'd never dream of introducing to your parents. Maybe your current, whatever it is, doesn't sound like any of these scenarios. That doesn't necessarily mean it isn't a situationship. Most situationships have most or all five of these characteristics. Number one, no labels or exclusivity. You've never had the define the relationship conversation and one or both of you may be seeing other people. Number two, no clear boundaries. Expectations, big and small, reasonable and unreasonable, help give our relationships definition. Are you splitting the bill? Do they get to spend the night? Is it okay to meet their kids? If neither of you are asking these kinds of questions, it's hard to know the nature of your companionship. Number three, irregular or superficial contact. Maybe you only talk once in a blue moon. Maybe you talk several times a week, but avoid intimate conversations. Maybe you've had deep soulful conversations for the three and a half weeks that you've spent together. Communication and situationships tend to be sporadic, shallow or both. Number four, lack of integration into each other's lives. You've never met their parents, they've never met your friends, and neither of you can find each other's houses without the aid of a smartphone. If your connection seems to exist in a vacuum, it could be a situationship. Number five, the relationship doesn't grow or end. Simply put, you aren't talking about the future or what either of you want in the long term. All you really know is that the relationship, whatever it is, is working well enough right now. Being in a situationship isn't inherently good or bad. It all comes down to the people involved in the way they interact. Situationships can be fulfilling, frustrating, or downright toxic. Situationships can be deeply rewarding when they're what you and your pseudo-partner really want. But the ambiguous nature of these pairings can also open the door for miscommunication, dishonesty, and, in some cases, even abuse. Here are five common red flags to be on the lookout for. Number one, one-sidedness. A situationship can become toxic if you have different expectations for the relationship or if the power dynamic between the participants is unequal. Here's a good question to ask yourself. If your situationship ended tomorrow, how would you feel? Do you think they'd feel the same way? Number two, feeling undervalued. Do you feel like you're being used for sex? Does it seem like they only call you when their other plans fall through or they have nothing better to do? Are you starting to wonder if they even like you as a person? If you feel like the other person doesn't show you much care, it could be a sign that your situationship is spiraling into abuse. Number three, dishonesty. You've never been to their house. They got upset when you tagged them on your social media page. They insist on driving everywhere separately. If you feel like your situationship's a secret or like your special someone's keeping a secret from you, that's a bad sign. Number four, fear of communication and vulnerability. It's okay to keep things light in a situationship, but it needs to actually be a choice. 
If your conversations remain on the surface level because you feel afraid or hesitant to tell them what you really want, that's a red flag. Number five, game playing, testing, or passive aggressive behavior. It's not unusual for unhealthy situationships to become exploitative and manipulative. Breadcrumbing is a classic example of a toxic situationship. It involves doing just enough to string a person along and keep them interested, but never following through on anything. That person who sends you a romantic text then doesn't respond to your messages for a month, yeah, they're breadcrumbing you. Realizing your situationship is heading in a toxic direction is a big deal, but how do you sever a connection that was never really defined to begin with? situationships end via ghosting, another relationship buzzword you may or may not be familiar with. Basically, the end is unclear as the beginning. Often people just stop communicating. In fact, that's a big red flag, communication coming to a screeching halt. In other cases, the situationship slowly fades away, which can make an already ambiguous romance downright confusing. When a situationship ends, spookily or otherwise, the experience can be upsetting, especially if you feel a lack of closure. It's helpful to communicate really clearly that it's over instead of ghosting the other person. And don't hesitate to cut the cord if it's lingering. It can help you avoid the random texts and late night phone calls that keep you from moving on. Ending a situationship often has added layers of complexity. It could be different than mourning the end of a traditional relationship because the breakup conventions may not apply. For example, when a conventional relationship ends, we talk to our friends who can relate to our situation and comfort us. But when it comes to situationships, they may not even be aware of what's happening. And even if they are, they might not be as empathetic. If you aren't getting the support you need from other people, start turning inward and remind yourself that situationships end for a lot of the same reasons more formal romantic partnerships end. Somebody's needs aren't being met. Hanging on to a situationship that's no longer serving you can prevent you from finding a romance that will. Take time to pause. Maybe do some journaling, reflecting on the pros and cons of your situationship. Think about what you learned, what you gained, and what you'd like to avoid in the future. Really look at the situationship as a learning experience and not a mistake or failure. Understand it instead as just one aspect of your relationship history. Most of us have experienced a situationship or two or ten at some point in our lives. In fact, some argue that they're the modern form of courtship. They make sense for a lot of us and can be a lot of fun during certain chapters of our lives. But that's not true for everybody. And depending on what you're looking to get out of your romantic partnerships, finding yourself in situationships over and over again might be a source of concern. Do all of your relationships to be, seem to be situationships? How does it affect your answer to that question? How does your answer to that question make you feel? If situationships are becoming a pattern, it might be worth working through why with the help of a therapist. 
Situationships are often connected with having an avoidant attachment style. People with avoidant attachment styles are often reluctant to get close to others. They like being independent and may feel smothered or confined in a committed relationship. If you have an anxious attachment style, the opposite is true, and you probably aren't enjoying all of these ambiguous relationships. People with an anxious attachment style look for reassurance and clarity in their relationships. So why would a person with an anxious attachment style end up in a situationship? The short answer is trauma. Usually trauma related to divorce, abuse, or some other situation that makes being vulnerable with other people feel threatening. Situationships can be a way of keeping a distance from other people. When you've experienced trauma, it's common to engage in hypervigilant behavior. You're always trying to read the situation. You're extra alert because you're constantly assessing the potential threat around you. As a result, you're used to experiencing confusing or mixed signals. If you find yourself in romantic relationships that don't align with your goals or meet your needs, whether or not they qualify situationships isn't important. What is important is that you get the support you need to build attachments that make you happy. Situationships are romantic or sexual entanglements where the participants haven't established the nature of the relationship. What they look like and how healthy they are can vary widely. Situationships can be fun and low pressure way to explore your connection with another person, but they can also be a petri dish for abuse. Clear, honest communication is the hallmark of a successful situationship. It's also best to end a situationship that's no longer meeting your needs.